CNN has learned that multiple Mar-a-Lago staffers who worked for Donald Trump may find themselves on the witness stand testifying against the former president. CNN crime and justice reporter Caitlin Polance has exclusive details. She's here with us right now. So who may be called to testify and, and how is Trump reacting? Well, Wolf, we have learned of a lot of different people from the very low-level workers at Mar-a-Lago to people that are in Trump's inner circle. So Paula Reed and I did some work to try and figure this out, and it includes people like a plumber, a maid, a chauffeur, a woodworker, people that would have been in and out of Mar-a-Lago and had noticed things that were off or were odd or that caught their attention and that ultimately have helped the prosecutors build this case against Donald Trump, that there were classified documents strewn about the property after his presidency. One of the things we heard about was a woodworker, uh, a contractor going to the property, installing crown molding in Donald Trump's bedroom. And that person noticed a stack of papers that looked quite odd. He thought it was a movie prop. Turns out that appeared to be classified records with a cover sheet on top of that stack of papers. But of course, that's not all. There would also very likely be Secret Service agents that are called intelligence officials that would have spoken to Trump about the importance of being very careful with the handling of classified records. And then other people in Trump circles, people we've been hearing about for quite some time, Evan Corker and his former lawyer and others. Stay with us. Uh, we got some more questions for you, but I also want to bring in our legal analysts, Elliot Williams and Norm Eisen. Elliot, how could these potential witnesses benefit the prosecution oh. in this criminal case involving these highly classified documents? I think a few ways, uh, Wolf. Now, number one, these are individuals who would have firsthand knowledge of what they saw. None of it is secondhand. It's not being filtered through other people. They're testifying or would be testifying about what they saw firsthand. And these are not the kinds of witnesses who are collaborators or co-conspirators and might be seen as tainted in some way by their relationship to the things that are being investigated. That, that's big uh, as far as evidence goes. More importantly, these are the kinds of people who would be compelling or believable to a jury. They're, you know, these are ordinary um, blue collar or working class folks who, who prosecutors would have to put on a witness stand in front of a jury of, of ordinary citizens. These and who are live not, in that community. Who live in the community. They are members of the community as well. And that everything in trials comes down to credibility and who jurors feel they can trust. And I think this is the kind of witness that, frankly, you want to be putting on if you're a prosecutor. So, Norm, are there pros and cons to calling these witnesses? Well, the con to calling these witnesses is that they are what we sometimes refer to as civilians. These are not people, unlike Evan Corcoran, who spent his whole professional life around courts of law, he knows how to testify. These are not people who are accustomed to being on the stand. They're not accustomed to the limelight. They work for Donald Trump, so there'll be a certain amount of awkwardness. Uh, Elliot and I have, I dare say, put on thousands of witnesses between us, hundreds at least. Witnesses sometimes do blow up. They have to be carefully prepared by the prosecution, Wolf. And Trump's lawyers, we saw this most recently, how they went after Michael Cohen, how they went after E. Jean Carroll in that case. Trump's lawyers will be no hold, holds barred. And, and, there's no, and there's an open question as to whether Trump's team could pay uh, for the legal fees for some of these witnesses too, which could create a, a conflict and maybe even uh, raise questions in the eyes of a jury as to whether they might be conflicted. On that point, uh, Caitlin, there are several of these witnesses still work at Mar-a-Lago and are getting legal support help from Trump, right? That's right. One of um, Some of the people are receiving help with lawyers, and that's something that we know the prosecutors have actually been watching very diligently. It came up in one of the indictments that 
he called uh, someone who became his co-defendant to offer a lawyer, and that person still has a lawyer that was being paid for through Trump circles. But one of the things that was so interesting about this is how protective we learned Trump was over these people when he heard this maid who cleans his bedroom suite had been one of the people the investigators were speaking to and could become a potential witness against him. He went ballistic. That's what one source told us. And then there was another person in this group of workers, an IT worker, who did get a cooperation deal with attorneys, left the Trump legal team's fold, got a federal public defender to represent him. Uh, and that person no longer works at Mar-a-Lago. Trump didn't realize he was still working at the club and was quite unhappy that he was still drawing a Trump org paycheck, essentially, after he became a cooperator in this case. What do you think, uh, Elliot? How worried should Trump be that some of these witnesses, people who worked at Mar-a-Lago, could testify under oath, yeah, I saw boxes that had top secret classification documents. I witnessed those and observed those documents. No, notwithstanding all the troubleshooting. And we're none doing of these here. staffers had yeah. security clearances. None of them had security clearances. But again, like I said, notwithstanding some of the sort of problems we're spotting here, anytime a witness who lives in your house and witnesses the events for which you have been charged with crime sees something, it is a matter of concern for you. And for all of the reasons that we've noted, these are people who could be seen as credible. Now, now of course, we don't know who they are. We don't know, you know, if they have criminal histories or anything in their backgrounds that might cast doubt on their testimony testimony as witnesses, but still it is valuable first-hand testimony that could be uh, quite bad for a defendant. Who do you think would be the most damaging for Trump? Well, you never know who that Cassidy Hutchison is going to be, that one person who steps forward. None of us had ever heard of her before she became the star, the John Dean of the January 6th hearings. I think uh, Evan Corcoran could be the most devastating. I believe that the the plumber and the maid and the chauffeur and the word workers, they'll assemble a mosaic of evidence. But Corcoran was forced to testify about his conversations with Trump. It goes right to intent. That is the toughest issue to prove. So the if you're upset about your former maid test or current maid testifying, imagine your lawyer in whom you've confided all of the confidences about the case. Very dangerous. How significant is it that the judge in this particular case down in Florida, Judge Eileen Cannon, is considering delaying the start of this trial until after the 2024 presidential election? Well, for Donald Trump's legal team, it is very much of the ballgame, if not the whole ballgame here. They are pushing so hard to have this trial date moved till after the election of next year. We're waiting. It's been more than a week that Judge Cannon said she would tell us when this trial is going to be. It's set for May, and we just don't have final word from her yet. We're waiting for that. But the, the reason this is so significant is that right now, this trial is about national security. Donald Trump, how he was handling himself, conducting himself after he left the presidency, and handling national security secrets, the sort of things that are core to the protection of this nation. That is something that the Justice Department very likely wants viewers to be able to learn about in a trial setting before the election so that they can have it something they're considering when they go to the polls. There's a possibility that this sort of testimony about what people were seeing, what they noticed about Trump, what they noticed about Mar-a-Lago, that doesn't even come out in public testimony until after the election.